You're listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast, your primary source of information related to the hospitality industry in Washington State. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the CEO Podcast. Today, we are going to be sponsored by High Hit. I will drop a link into the chat here in a minute. A little bit of housekeeping. If you have any questions for Anthony and Lex, you can go ahead and drop it into the Q&A and we can answer those on the air. Um, and welcome to the CEO podcast. I'll go ahead and turn this over to Anthony and Lex. Lisa, thank you so much. I gotta say, Lisa was great. When I told Lisa it was gonna be a Duran Duran song to open, uh, she was like, yay, Duran Duran. Uh, I will tell you what she said about my prior music choices, but uh, she was happy that it was Duran Duran. <laughs> Uh, Hungry Like a Wolf. Uh, to tell you how much a child of the 80s I am, uh, the guy who did the covers for Duran Duran albums back when they were albums was Patrick Nagel. And I had a Nagel um, poster, you know, as a child of the 80s, um, which, you know, now kind of makes me cringe. I'm like, I did what? Um, anyway, uh, welcome, everybody. The You know, the, if you've noticed, most of these songs that I play at the beginning of the podcast are... Um, are kind of laying out a theme and and the hungry like the wolf is our hunt for employees um and i really i think we really need to encourage and is trying to help the industry succeed um i need to help uh the industry encourage turning into hunters for our employees and and that's what i want to talk about today we're also going to try to be more disciplined um and try to get these podcasts, uh, the content to be between 20 and 30 minutes. So they're like the perfect uh, car driving podcast. You can listen into your, for those who are listening to your car or forward on, it's it's that perfect commute. So um, I'm gonna try to do a better job of not being so ADD and so excited to talk to the industry and stay on topic. Lex, will you help me with that today? Absolutely. All right. Um, well, here's why I was thinking about uh, the, um, becoming hunters and changing the way we recruit employees. We were now open. Yay, we're open. Um, we're the uh, third from the last state to be fully open um, and we're moving forward and that's great news. And now, of course, we jump from one crisis to another, which we've talked a lot about last month is we're, our workforce shortage. Our unemployment is at 5.3%. Um, these people are not all locked up in unemployment they really are people we're going to have to go hunt for and we're going to have to find it where they are um during the call today if you have ideas i'm going to pick out the best idea i see in the chat and call it out and try to talk about it a little bit and then the best idea i see in hunting for employees uh, i'll take them to lunch later this month that's my lunch offer uh this month uh and want to be great to have lunch face to face so I'm going to go back to the hunting reference and why I did it. Um, I was, my son, uh, my 19-year-old son went on a hike with about six of his buddies and they came back to our house afterwards and they were talking to me about going to work. And four of them wanted to work in the industry. And this is, a, this is an absolute true story. Um, four of them had applied to four different restaurants and none of them heard back. And I'm like, well, you will, because we are, Way short employee, way short employees, um, and uh, a couple of them never did. Uh, here, well, none of them heard back from anyone 
um, directly until I, I gave them some names and some folks to talk to. One of these kids, and this is again, is maybe more of a 70s, 80s reference, is Eddie Haskell. I mean, this kid is like, all the parents love him. He's super aggressive. He, uh, he was born to be in hospitality in that front, right? He can come in and make people feel like home and put on different personalities. This kid would have been outstanding in our industry. And I kind of picked him apart from the others because I saw this in him. And I, and I called a couple of our members and, and passed on a resume and said, this is a good one. You should hire him. Not a lot of industry experience, uh, a little bit in college, but not a lot. Um, but we're okay right now, right? You give me someone who's qualified, we can move forward. Um, no one called him back for 10 days, actually 14 days. Um, and so I called him after a week and said, you heard back from anyone? He's like, no, I haven't. I'm like, all right, I'll make sure they heard you back. Called him a couple of days later. I'm like, you heard back from anyone? He's like, no, but I got an offer from Amazon. And so he's now working for Amazon. No offense to Amazon, he should be in hospitality. This kid was born to be, I mean, a lot of stuff to go, but he would have been a great manager or other stuff. Maybe he still will be one day. It's a college kid, but um, it just dawned on me. We don't know how to hunt for employees right now. And, and if we got to be self-accountable, we got to look ourselves in the mirror a little bit and saying, are we good hunters? Do we know how to do this? Do we know how to respond timely? If we're, if this is this much of a crisis, how do we get about being better? And so uh, let's talk about some of the things that are, are being a great hunter. Um, Lex, what do you think of some of the elements of being a great hunter are? And then let's apply those concepts to, uh, to this podcast today. Well, part of uh, being a hunter, I mean, there's also the hunter-gatherer concept, right? And I remembered when we had our uh, pizza restaurants, we were always hiring. We always had our sign up saying, help wanted. We had a clear, uh, even at the time, email, phone number, point of contact that um, anybody could submit their resume to. And, and we always just monitored that on an ongoing basis. So people knew that the lights were on and that we were looking for specific things. In our case, most of the time we look for drivers. Uh, so it was very specific in then. So at the because of drivers, we were able to offer a little bit more uh, higher dollar per hour. And that's uh, what we found is we found a lot of uh, inside people, a lot of um, uh, other folks that were uh, not making as much as drivers brought in because of that lead. So, uh, you know, we were able to advertise, this is 10 years ago, you know, close to $20 an hour because when you added in the mileage and the tips, it came up to around that much. So I would encourage people like, you know, letting people know that the lights are on, but also uh, lead with uh, some of your really high valued positions that, that, um, that look pretty good. Uh, I think always be hiring is, is a good thing I heard there and, and, and always be looking. What I also heard there, Lex, and this is something that I think these kids fell into is have a good trap. <laughs> and maybe this isn't the perfect analogy, but if you, if, you, if you have a website and people are supposed to go to apply there, and they're applying and it's not getting through to you or you only check it three or four days and you follow up five days later, you don't have a good trap system. And so you're talking about having a place for people to do it. I'm not sure the industry has a way to catch um, uh, uh, what this is. And so, um, so one, do you have a good trap? When people apply, can you actually get them in? Um, and I think that's a good one. I would say uh, another one um, is to be aggressive. 
um, and not to repeat the, uh, I'm sorry, but I say be aggressive. I think of that high school chant we would say about being aggressive, but be out there. I think right now I was talking to some HR people and preparing for this podcast. And it's almost like you have to reverse engineer the hiring process. Three years ago, you expected employees to reply to you after the interview. Now, have you sent a text? Have you said that was a great interview? I enjoyed our conversation. Have you done the follow-up email? Have you done the looking? And I know this is so weird uh, to be in this spot, um, but I think, are you the aggressor in, in and, and great hunters tend to be really strong aggressors in going out and getting uh, what they need. Um, Elena, I'm going to answer your question on UI here at the end. Lex, can you make sure if there's other things that pop in, I don't forget about uh, Elena's question. Um, I think the other thing I would mention is um, be timely. Um, 14 days to get back to a candidate is too long. The market is red hot. Um, and the people who are looking are looking online, 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 getting an offer and going. Um, and so uh, make sure that you've got some ability to check your traps, <laughs> follow up quickly um, and communicate with them so they know what's going on. So we don't lose this great kid I just talked about to Amazon. Um, he should be in hospitality. Uh, one of our people said best to respond to a new candidate in an hour. I agree with that. Um, if that's feasible, um, uh, and go from there. Uh, Brian, again, if this wasn't a real story and this wasn't a, a strong company, I would agree with you, but I'm just telling the GMs aren't always executing what the corporate office wants. And so replying quickly is, is key. Um, I think the other thing that we should probably talk about is getting to where the people are. So finding the right hunting spot. And so really think through where are my great people and how do I get to them? Um, and when I, when I talk about that is if high school kids are important, where are the high school kids gathering this summer? Where are they posting? Who do you know who goes to the high school who can post in their social media? How do you get to where the people are? Um, I heard, I talked to one HR person in preparing for this they were going to a community festival to promote their hiring. They'd never tried it before, but they were getting to where the people are. And they wanted to meet people and be supporting the community. And they were basically running a hiring booth at a community festival. Way out of the box, but, my, but their point is we want to get to where the bodies are. And how do we proceed for that right now? Um, Lex, I got a couple of others in, in, in following this Hunter analogy, but do you have any others? So just... Yeah, actually, and this could be applicable to full service because everybody, because takeout is so prevalent now uh, and even delivery. But again, this is a pizza example, but I believe that this is applicable to a lot of even full service uh, is uh, we box top now hiring $15 an hour or $17 an hour. So whenever we went delivery, you know, we, it takes pennies to put a box topper there. Here, contact our manager. Uh, this is really good at the local level. Uh, so if you are having DoorDash come in and uh, pick up um, some product and deliver it to your customers, uh, you can put, you know, in addition to your menu, you could put a flyer in there and say, hey, we are now hiring for shift managers or we're now hiring for sous chefs or we are now hiring for drivers. Uh, because a lot of times these households have kids 
or have other relatives that are looking for nice part-time work and say, hey, well, maybe I can get a 20% discount there at that great restaurant I love eating at all the time. You know, I, I think that's actually a, a, a really good idea. If you're passionate about our product, um, how about help us make it? Um, and, I, and I think, and this is again, the world has flipped on its ear in that um, uh, it used to be our great culture is you have a job. And now pop people wanna be part of what they're passionate about. Um, and if they're already passionate and a diehard of you from a customer standpoint, um, they might know or they might be willing or someone might be willing to be part of that. And I think that's a great suggestion. I, I know that, that some of this is gonna sound basic, but I'm hearing it from a lot of folks. The community colleges um, are shockingly not hearing from a lot of operators. And so I would really try to talk to, again, going to where the people are, um, getting into whoever the, the right person is at your local community college and getting something up there. Uh, talked to a couple in the last few weeks and, and they said they're not really hearing from any employers about, about um, hiring their folks. And again, even if they're not looking for careers, they're college kids and they're putting themselves through colleges and other areas. And there's a community college in just about every one of your locations, I would guess within a 30 minute drive. Um, I'm gonna get to another one and then I wanna kind of go through some of these ideas here that I see in the chat. I think the other one is, is I'm gonna call it great bait. Um, be the place that they wanna work. Um, I kind of bit off on this being a great hunter analogy for today's podcast and how to be a great hunter. But HR people are keep telling me the bigger issue is, are we where people want to work? Is this a culture where people wants to be? And so when you're talking to your potential employers or attracting them, are you simply talking about wages and benefits? Or are you talking about culture? That look what we do here, look how we approach this, look at what the career ladder is. I was talking to someone in, um, in our, in our neighborhood, who's the GM for a delivery, how do I say this without naming the company? Um, they deliver a lot of packages. I'm not gonna say which one. Um, and their wages that they're hiring for are not that different from the wages a lot of you are offering. In fact, with tips and, and or back of the house, I would say they're lower. And I'm like, how do you find these people? What's going on there? Like, well, they're coming looking for the career here. They're coming looking for the next steps in the jobs. And uh, I think I told the, the, everyone on my podcast last month, met with a bunch of the work source directors and people aren't seeing the future in our industry that prior generations did. And so when you lay out your great bait, talk about the great culture you have, talk about the careers, talk about where they go from this job. It's part of attracting them because they, uh, the new generation of people who are currently looking don't see that. I put this akin to software companies in, in the 90s and that were trying to hire two software companies away from traditional office buildings. Think of all the crazy things they did to promote their culture. Some of them didn't stick, but a lot of them were really offering, you want to work for us because our culture is fantastic. Um, and granted, you can't have a server sit around in a beanbag and drink free pop all day long. 
Um, but there are probably things you can do that make us different and more fun than other places. Um, and the HR people, again, keep wanting me to talk about, and I'm going to talk about next month, will it be the topic of, um, of the podcast, how do we create a great culture? It's a bigger impact to our hiring than I realize, but I'm hearing it a lot. Uh, Lex, what other ideas might you have? And then if not, I want to go through a couple I see in the, in the room. It's, a, it's an indirect one, but I've seen it really effective with some communities where we, um, we did the campaigns with Toys for Tots. And uh, some franchisees would be really active. They'd really be involved in the community. And I would notice a lot of times if they're involved in a charity or in a community cause, a lot of folks that they meet or a lot of their family and kids at those community causes because they have the they share the same cause, whether it's you know toys for tots, whether it's Salvation Army, or whether it's something else that they're working on together, uh, that tends to attract a lot of people that you wouldn't otherwise think of. And these are great people because they're already involved in the community, they obviously care, uh, and then they see their business, their local business also care. Uh, that's a nice selling point for uh, the local restaurants or and hotels. I, I think that's a great idea of how can you find a mutual benefit both with that and where people might be for employment. Yeah. Um, and so supporting, um, there's a lot of people in the correctional world still looking to break into the industry and understand where we're at. What are the local causes to get them employed or veteran causes or other things? They can support a cause by promoting the cause, you're promoting your culture, promoting your business. And I think that's a good one. And I think the overall message I would have, and I'm trying to keep myself around that 20 minute mark, and then I want to go into some of these things is outside of all these analogies of have the right equipment, meaning when people apply, it gets to you. Someone in here said every applicant should hear back from you in 24 hours. Completely agree. I can tell you it's not happening because I'm, I'm talking to enough high school kids and other folks out there. Um, maybe some of the people on this call are great and I'm preaching to the choir, but there's one corporation who says, yes, it's our policy to reply back to everyone in 24 hours was one that hadn't replied to some of the other kids. And so not all the GMs are following through, which gets back to me being the hunter is how many times do you find because you're short of workers today, you don't have time to follow up, which is compounding the problem. And so, hey, the buster didn't show, a cook didn't show, a bartender didn't show. I'm bartending today. I had to. I think we have to find a way to say, you know what, if I can't get ahead of this problem, if I can't, I don't, I'll make this up. I'll, I'll, I'll create heresy for a second, close for two or three days and say, I, I, I can't work the floor today. I've got to hire. You're, we're not going to get ahead of this problem. This problem is going to be in front of us for two or three years. This is not going to end by the end of the summer, unless there's another dynamic change in the economy. Um, and so how do you make the time to be the hunter and get out there. Let's go through some of the ideas. Lisa, can you tell me some of the ideas that were uh, thrown in here and or questions? I You're will unmute, unmute uh, myself. There, there you go. Yeah, um, an idea from the, from the audience was put your HR person's cell number in the ad so you get an immediate alert when you have a new candidate. And this person suggests responding to a new candidate within one hour. I like that. I like that one a lot. Um, I think people are hiring on site right now to Brian's point of how on earth are some people not hire, are not calling people back for 14 days. 
I, so I like Laura's recommendation a lot. I think that's a good one. Um, other other questions or ideas in the in the. Yes. Um, hire an interim person to check the traps and work the hiring process. GMs could outline the positions that are required. Um, the interim person would be that frontline person to get the process started so the potential employees don't go to Amazon. I, I like that one a lot. Um, there are there are several people in the industry. I'm going to build on that one that have retired or don't want to work the kind of hours the industry has done, but they know the industry. Could you find someone like this as a project manager to be to be your hunter? If you don't have time to do it because of all the other things I've said about, is there someone that you could find um, that you could say, this is a project I need. It fits in with their retirement world, but uh, you could um, put a price on their success and move forward temporarily. Um, I, I like this. I like Sharon's idea a lot. Other ideas from the from the audience? Um, one is we need to advertise for beginning positions that are not just minimum wage plus tips. And what does that mean for an entry level person? It's more of a question. If you haven't worked in the industry, tips aren't seen as guaranteed as compared to the hourly rate. I, I, I the, the tips issue is interesting because it is not as intuitive to this generation as it was prior generations. Um, and um, I talked to a lot of people who are like, you know, I've got a, I've got a 25 hour job and they're older, but I don't make as much money as I used to make as a server or as a bartender when I first started out. But when I talk to um, college folks or other folks in, in, in my talks, tips is not as attractive as it used to be. So how do we articulate it differently or build that in? So I think that's a really good thought. Lisa, keep throwing them out there. Yeah, for the hotel industry, Julie McCafferty offers free meals and flexible hours. They find employees through friends and church and social connections. Um, and end of summer celebration dinner with spouses and partners are invited. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think that is really a, a cool concept. Um, I like the church and the social thing. I went to the Mariners game the other day. And again, I am throwing out wild ideas because this is a crisis and I think could you approach for some of your slower nights a charity and have them work the slower nights and build your brand? Um, like if you've been to the Mariner Stadium, you, you know that sometimes those, some of those booths hire charities to work the booths and then the money goes to the charity. Again, these, these are out of the box thinkings, but I think these are out of the box times. Um, and so I love, I love the idea of Julia's idea of connecting with social and church connections I think celebrating our employees is really important right now. And I can't say that enough. Um, and I'm going to talk a, a lot about culture in the next meetings. Um, one has really cha recently changed your tact on hiring to make sure hourlies understand that we are invested in them and in their development. So we have a ton of benefits. And so retraining general managers and hiring managers to present a total compensation, even for hourly employees. I love that concept a lot. This is what the HR people keep telling me that I'm missing. And, and I think this post really here captures a lot of that is how do we become attractive and how do we, how do we articulate our career development to a generation who doesn't get it um, right now? And, and I, I could put that, I said it as if I'm blaming them. I probably should rephrase that. They don't understand it. And, and it's our job to articulate that culture, articulate the growth, articulate the opportunity, 
Um, I, I think this is a really strong post. I think that that's uh, some of the ways we do it. And I would build on that concept. Last month, I talked about apostles. Um, how do you find apostles on your team if they love the culture as much as you want them to or you think they do? They know as many people as you do. And so how can they go find, how could they go find their folks? Um, and so do you have apostles on your team? And if you don't, then you probably have a culture issue. I see key messages keep popping up, Lisa. Yeah. You... Be flexible with hours. Don't require them to work every weekend. Job sharing is a must. Uh, going four tens for managers. Uh, give a signing sign-on bonus after 30 days. And um, one of them has a small establishment and has had success in hiring and retention lately by limiting hours, closing hours earlier or closing earlier than they used to and ensuring staff gets two days off in a row. The bottom line is the staff doesn't want to work 50 hours a week anymore. They, they have also slightly raised their kitchen staff wages and promote their tip pooling and job uh, advertisements. I, lo I love all those concepts. And I, and I think they're hitting to a lot of a lot of areas where we just have to adapt. Isn't it strange we're talking about how we have to adapt to our employees uh, versus how we have to adapt to our customers? Um, and that's probably part of our evolution. Um, and, 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 and here we are in that if, if, if we have business till two, but our employees don't wanna work till two and we have no one to work until two, should we work until two? Uh, completely different thinking. Uh, a lot of this is gonna evolve, but I think there's the ideas we need to get out there. Uh, evaluate operating days and hours to make sure you are harvesting the best business with the less with less headcount. It's amazing what being closed on Sunday and Monday have done for our culture, uh, both management as well as having the two best days off in the industry. This is from Chad Mac Mackay hey. from El Gaucho. McKay. McKay. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, Chad, I, I, I love this concept. Um, if you don't have the ability permanently, at least for the short term, do a PL per shift. And, uh, and if you are losing money on particular days, um, maybe you evolve to say, if I can't staff that shift, I want to, I want to move those employees to where I do make the money and, and have a different culture. I, I think this is a large part of what's coming in the industry. I think we'll all find different times and different ways and different shifts to make available but i think uh, this has been this is, this is a fantastic idea by chad and i'm hearing more and more people have success with it and uh, elena morris says that this has been a godsend chad is right i did it temporarily to let every catch everybody catch their breath and restaff it's engendered so much goodwill um another idea that we kind of you kind of covered in a big list but i want to come back to do you have software that allows people more flexibility in, in swapping shifts? Um, and, and can you get there? And so still a lot of operators say, here is the time that you have to be here. Um, and employees are still, this is a group that wants flexibility and call it job sharing, call it shift swapping, but does your software, does your technology allow for that? And, and allow them to, to have the lives that they wanna balance with for what we have out there. 
So Lisa, I feel like we're, we're running down on questions and I'm trying to be more disciplined to keep this on the half hour. Is there anything we've missed? No. Oh, there was um, actually one question about someone confirming something they just heard that if an employee is hired and showed up for one shift and then doesn't show up after that, that is what it takes to keep their extra unemployment benefit going. And then should, another question about how they structure signing bonuses. We should be able to reply that they were offered work, never showed up again, and that should disqualify them for unemployment, um, unless I'm misunderstanding the question. Um, so if they want to follow up, uh, can you put in podcast about how to challenge mm -hmm. a claim? And um, let me challenge my friends at ESD to make sure that their system is working. And, and, then and, and this is for everyone, by the way. Um, I forgot to mention this at the beginning. If you, uh, if you have any questions what we talked about or ideas we want to share or follow-up needs or questions we didn't get to, please email us. And, and Lisa, can you verbally say the email a couple Absolutely. times? Absolutely. It's podcast at wahospitality.org. So um, we're approaching the 30 minutes, which is what I was trying to do here. So here's my plea for the industry for this month. This crisis is going to be with us for two to three years. Find the hunter or become the hunter in your business, whether it's you, whether it's a contractor outside, whether it's someone you see potential in and give them the time to hunt for your employees. Um, make sure that you're attractive to them, have great bait in who you are and what you want to be. Uh, be aggressive in getting over to them. I love the concept, I think, from, from Sharon in here about having a 24-hour response time. I think that is absolutely um, the right method to pursue. Um, have the right equipment, meaning your website and everything else makes it easy for people to get there and find the right hunting spot. Find the person, place in your community where the people are that you want to hire and be there. And, and, and be there strongly, be there available, make it easy for them. So uh, I, I'm the idea of, of the time I'm gonna give to Sharon. Uh, so Sharon, if you could email how to contact you at our, our podcast, don't do it here, but email that. Um, I like the idea of finding an interim person uh, that could be your hunter. Because the owners and the GMs are swamped right now trying to do what they do. Um, but we, we need, uh, to do this because if not, this, this problem is going to go on forever and we got to get in front of it. So, um, any, uh, any other questions for the, uh, for the group, Lisa, if not, I'm going to wish everyone a great, uh, remainder of July next month. Our podcast is going to be about the need to change our culture. Um, and uh, how we can start adapting to the newer generation so we can get over this hump about people, hospitality being the party that people want to be at. So everyone, good hunting, good luck, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks for listening to the Washington Hospitality Industry Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, wahospitality.org, where you can learn more about the restaurant and lodging industries and the Washington Hospitality Association. Be sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google, Spotify, or iHeartRadio so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. 
Thank you so much for that effort. Until next time.